to imagine just how amazing these natural sights are, all you have to do is hear the English versions of their name, Candy Lake, Moon Canyon, and Singing Dunes. I mean, come on, like who wouldn't want to see those? Welcome, everyone. I'm your host, Bree, and you're listening to Ticket to Nowhere, the show that offers up a little dose of escapism for the people who love travel. You can consider me your imagination's travel agent for the next 20 to 30 minutes as I take you on a journey. It won't hurt your wallet, there's no carbon footprint, and the weather is always cooperative. If you're thinking that that sounds too good to be true, you'd be right. (laughs) I sit down and dream up exciting but fictional itineraries. I want to stress that these trips are for entertainment purposes only and are in no way a recommendation. Okay, stow your luggage, fasten your seatbelts, because this week we will be traveling to Kazakhstan. More specifically, the very southeast tip of Kazakhstan. This probably isn't the first or even tenth pick of destinations on most travelers' list. But I really want to shine a light on some of the, what I would say, awe-inspiring natural landmarks of this country because they're crazy. So feel free to pause if you need to and get nice and comfy cozy for this trip that I'm so excited to take you on. And when you're ready, let's dive in. So this week's itinerary is a seven-day trip through a bunch of national parks in, again, the very southeastern tip of this country. So if you're unfamiliar with Kazakhstan, it is the ninth largest country in the world and the largest landlocked country. It's nestled right underneath Russia, directly west from Mongolia. If that helps you picture where it is on a map. (laughs) And on the first day, we are going to fly into a city called Almaty, which is one of its larger cities and from what I can tell, the most popular tourist city to visit. So keeping that in mind, I wanted to spend a day in the city before we head out into nature, just to explore the sights. I think a walking tour is a great way to explore a city, especially on your first day there. It just kind of helps you orient yourself for the rest of the week. And we are going to start off the day with the biggest sightseeing attraction in the city, which is called Zenkov Cathedral. And this cathedral is painted bright yellow, white, and green. It was constructed entirely of wood without the use of any nails. And it was constructed so well that it survived an earthquake in 1911. And we'll come back to that earthquake later. Directly outside the cathedral is a nice park called Panfilov's Park. And it's also quite popular to visit the World War II Memorial. From there, we're going to set out to the city and do some more sightseeing, as well as visiting Zelyany Bazaar, which is also known as the Green Bazaar. And it is a giant market that was once a key trading center in the city. And here you can shop for just about anything from spices to furniture. So we can obviously shop around for maybe a souvenir. And as well, we can find a tea stall, sit, grab a cup of tea, and enjoy some people watching for the afternoon. When we are ready to set out again, 
our final stop in the city is going to be Koktobe, which you can reach by taking a gondola above the city. So first off, we get an awesome aerial view of the city. And secondly, when we get up there, Koktobe is an amusement park slash music venue above the city. So we can grab some food from street vendors there, listen to some live music, and also catch an amazing sunset, which leads us into day two. From Almaty, we are going to grab a 4x4, which we will be using for the rest of the trip. And our first stop on this road trip is going to be Alton Amel National Park. And the first thing we're doing in this park is climbing what is called the Singing Dunes. We're in a pretty flat region right now, but jutting out from this flat landscape are some giant sand dunes, which are blown in from the wind. We are going to climb up the sand dunes and take a quiet moment to listen. These are called the singing sand dunes because the wind causes a, quote, droning howl sound. Unfortunately, I couldn't find any videos online of what it sounds like. So, uh, I guess we'll just have to go in person. <laughs> then we can either hike down the sand dunes, or if we thought ahead and brought a board, we can sandboard down the dunes back to our 4x4, where we will get in and head to the next stop on the tour, which is the Katutau Mountains, which from looking at pictures are not actual mountains. They look a lot more like abstract art installations in the desert, but the artist is Mother Earth herself. These are interesting rock formations created by volcanic activity, which has left some bizarrely shaped porous rock installations in the ground. Once we've snapped some pics, we can move on to our final stop within the park, which is a gamekeeper's house within the nature reserve. And in the front yard of this person's house is a 700-year-old willow tree. This tree has grown to be about 20 meters tall, which is the equivalent to a six-story building. Like, when I said the landscapes here were crazy, I was not lying. <laughs> I highly encourage you to search up pictures of this tree because it looks massive and it sprawls out across this entire yard. <laughs> Next up, we have about two hours of driving in this 4x4, and we are going to drive out to a hotel in Zarkent, which is a smaller city that is honestly a little bit out of the way, but the cities, especially the cities with hotels, are quite spread out in this region, so it was the closest city I could find that actually had a hotel in it. So we're making the trek. <laughs> two hours honestly isn't even that bad. Moving on to day three, we are driving all the way back those two hours, but this time we're going a bit more south, and we are visiting the Karin Canyon, and the English version of this name is Moon Canyon. This place looks like Utah on X Games. There's a spring with crystal clear water that flows between the walls of white clay to create beautiful white and red walls and it is the perfect spot to just spend the entire day hiking. And if you are curious how it got the name Moon Canyon, it's from the white color of the clay. So it kind of looks lunar, I guess. Once we are done with our hike, 
we will head out in our 4x4s to Sati Village, which will be our home base for the rest of the trip. This is a quite small village, but it is near a very popular tourist destination, so it's pretty much filled with guest houses. And we will be staying at the Tamir Khan homestay, where we can sleep in a traditional yurt, much like Mongolia. This was traditionally a nomadic culture, and yurts are quite common. And we will be welcomed to this homestay with a traditional Kazakh dinner, which seems to feature quite a bit of meat. I don't think this is a very vegetarian-friendly trip. <laughs> okay, I've saved the best for last. What we're going to see today is the very first thing that I ever heard about Kazakhstan, and I have been obsessed ever since. Like, I need to, at some point in my life, visit this. Do this day. You'll see. You'll see. <laughs> So today we are heading out from Sati Village into Kolsaki Lakes National Park. And I think everybody should hear about this park because it just sounds so cool. Much like the name suggests, it is filled with lakes. These are the blue-ass water type of lakes surrounded by forested mountains. The trees in this forest are called Tian Shan fir trees, and they are only found in this region and apparently only grow on north-facing slopes at a specific altitude range. So these trees are quite special and rare. We are going to start the day with a hike, of course. So where we've driven to on our 4x4 is the Lower Kolsei Lake, which is the first of three lakes we're going to visit today. All more beautiful than the last. So from the lower Kolsei Lake, we are going to hike up to the upper Kolsei Lake. Surprise, surprise. This is the second of actually four Kolsei Lakes, but we're only visiting two of the Kolsei Lakes today. And that is because the last two are apparently too close to the Kyrgyzstan border for people to visit. We are so close to the Kyrgyzstan border that it's recommended that you bring your passport on this hike. Not just a copy of your passport, but your actual passport. And that is because there's a possibility of running into border patrol officers who will ask to see your ID to make sure you're on the right side of the border in these woods. And the hike itself to the upper Kolsei Lake is apparently quite a challenging hike. It's only eight kilometers, but it will take you around four hours to make it to the lake. When we do finally reach the lake, it is the perfect time of day for a nice lakeshore picnic full of sandwiches and cheeses and fruits. All that good stuff that is going to refuel us because we are not done hiking for the day. It is going to be another two hours to hike back down to Lower Kolsei Lake. And from there, we are going to hop in our 4x4 and drive over to the start of a new hike to a new lake. This lake is especially exciting. So our last hike is going to take us to Kindy Lake. I thought it was pronounced candy at first because there is an A in it, but apparently it's pronounced Kindy Lake. Okay, so this is why this lake is so cool. 
If you remember, I mentioned that there was an earthquake that happened in this region in 1911. That earthquake caused a flood in this valley. The whole valley flooded with water that is so cold, it literally petrified all the trees in the valley, turning them into a stone-like fossil that has perfectly preserved every single fir needle under the water. Now, if you go today, you will be seeing bright turquoise water with grayish tree trunks sticking out. And what we're going to do is take a rowboat out on the lake, because if you look underneath the water surface, you can see that perfectly pristine, preserved fir forest underneath the surface. This is like, I mean, I wouldn't describe it as anything other than a natural wonder. Like, so many different things had to have aligned in order to make this possible. And then the fact that we can still see it perfectly preserved today is just, it just makes me want to visit it so bad. <laughs> Our last day is just driving back to Almaty and flying out through the airport. So that brings this itinerary to a conclusion. Now, for this episode, I'm going to try flipping the order of the appendix and the reflection. So we're going to dive right into the appendix, which, if this is your first episode, is where I like to share a bit of extra information for those who want to think a bit more realistically about these trips. So diving in, I have never been to Kazakhstan. I haven't even been anywhere close to Kazakhstan. So I obviously put a lot of research into creating this itinerary. If you're ever feeling too lazy to do a ton of research on a place, it's honestly such a hack to just go on tour companies' websites and just look at their itineraries and look at what they're doing. Like, obviously make sure it's a reputable company so you know that what they're offering is going to be good quality activities. But aside from that, they're going to be picking the best hikes in the region, they're going to take you to the best hotels, and they've lined up all the days to just work together. Like, it's so easy to just take what they're doing and then personalize it for you. Some companies that I like to look at are G-Adventures, Backroads, and Mountain Travel Sobek. I have actually traveled with all three of them, so I already know that I like the trips that they plan. And side note, they are all quite active tours um, because that is my travel style, but there are a ton of companies that have all different types of audience, so I would suggest finding one that kind of aligns with your travel style and then you're literally set. <laughs> so for this tour specifically, I looked at G Adventures, Kyrgyzstan, and Kazakhstan tour. That tour is mostly in Kyrgyzstan, but they did go to the lakes in Almaty, so I was able to get a bit of inspiration from there. Uh, where I got most of my inspiration was actually just some random tour on TripAdvisor. Some local tour provider put together a five-day itinerary in the region that I knew that I wanted to visit. So I took a lot of inspiration from that tour and I will link both those tours in the show notes if you do wanna check them out. Moving on to my reflection, starting off, who would this trip be good for? This trip is definitely for people looking for a true adventure, I would say. It's very active and you're being fully immersed in the culture. So there are no western comforts here. You need to completely adapt to your new environment. 
the accommodations look quite modest to the North American standard. You know, you're you're staying in a yurt, you're staying with someone's family, you're eating what they've cooked for you. So if you like being kind of pampered or you like that kind of hospitality service, I would probably suggest finding somewhere else to go. <laughs> what do I like about this trip? I mean, the landscapes. The, that's the true star of this itinerary. There's no doubt about it. I also like how much variety there is. One day we're climbing up sand dunes, and then the next day we're rowing in an alpine lake. It just kind of keeps you guessing each day. Also, staying in a yurt. That's cool. <laughs> uh, what would I change about this trip? Honestly, nothing. This is my dream itinerary here. I might just book this trip advisor tour. <laughs> uh, speaking of which, though, I definitely would make sure to go with a guide, preferably a local guide, if I was going to go to Kazakhstan. I think that's a non-negotiable for me. But yeah, other than that, it's perfect. <laughs> and that brings this episode to a conclusion. If you've enjoyed this week's journey, please consider leaving a rating or review on Spotify or Apple Podcast. This encourages potential listeners to click that play button, which is super helpful for new podcasts. If you want to be notified of new episodes, you can go ahead and follow Ticket to Nowhere on your favorite podcast platform. Thank you for your support. Thank you for listening. Have an amazing and dreamy day. 